Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here is your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. We had left off in our last segment as we talked about, uh, you know, uh, Paul, uh, first of all, not, uh, you know, Paul, Paul's statement, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And then we moved on to what Paul had established as uh, saving grace, uh, uh, sorry, saving faith. Uh, he talked about um, faith at a, at a deeper level. And we looked at the meaning and definition of faith and what it means. And we looked at uh, the Roman uh, soldier who had gone to Jesus and he said that don't he wanted Jesus to go to his house but again he sent uh, some of his officers respected officers to say no 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 master don't come to my house I understand the power of your words if you just say the word uh, 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 um, uh, we will we will you know if you just say the word the word healing will take place so we looked at faith of being completed trust in God Faith of being complete trust in God. And righteousness takes place when we put our faith in Jesus Christ and not in our works. Now, we're not saying our works are not good to God. We don't do our works to earn salvation from God. We do every works of uh, good deeds to, to, re to, to demonstrate the nature of God that has indwelled us since our, our, our our salvation has taken place in our lives that's why we do good we do good things we do well uh, because we have Christ in us we don't do those things to try and get uh, salvation so we're gonna continue here as Paul establishes he talks about faith he talks about the deep the depth of this faith he points out that faith has no value and the uh, and the promises is worthless if it is achieved by the law's demand so we looked at that we said um, the, the our faith cannot be established by our uh, by by keeping the law or by deeds or something like that it is by just having a complete trust in Jesus Christ complete trust in the work of the cross so Paul does not cancel the law we need to make sure we understand here Paul does not throw out the law the law had no problem we established in our last segments the law was not a problem the people had a problem uh, uh, to, 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 to do what the law to do what the law said because um, they did not love the God who made the law. They did not fall in love with the God who made the law. They had no revelation fear of the God who made the law. So the law had no problem. But God had to go an extra mile by flipping the script, uh, uh, showing love to them by sending Jesus Christ uh, uh, to die on the cross for our sins so that he can demonstrate first our, his love for us so that we can fall in love with him and then we could obey God's instruction. So Paul does not cancel the law. 
If you've heard people say, oh, the law, we don't need the law, trust me, Paul, that wasn't his idea. The law was not the problem here because you can't actually understand the depth of salvation without the law, without the, new, uh, the, the Old Testament. The Old Testament is as much as needed as the New Testament because from the Old we see the progressive revelation of God to save mankind. So we need both in order to understand exactly. So, but Paul's emphasis Paul was emphasizing the importance and the functioning of the law. There is a difference, the functioning of the law. So for the law, for the law produces wrath. And, uh, and where... Uh, and uh, where there is no law, there is what? There is transgression. Paul puts it there in uh, Romans 4 verse 15. What does he say? He said this in Romans 4 verse 15. He says, uh, for the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey. Because it condemns. You got no power. You got no energy to, finish, to, to do it. So only, the only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break is to have no law to break. How can you achieve, you know, um, uh, uh, that's, that standard of no, not having a law? It is by falling in love with God himself. Then the law is out there because now I'm with God right here. I love God. And if you love God, you've heard me say this, there's no way you're going to commit, you know, um, commit sin. So when we do commit sin though, when we do commit sin, you got to realize, you know what? I can't do this to my lover who is God. So you come back again to God. That's what it, Paul was talking about here. So for the law produces wrath, uh, um, for the law produces wrath. As long as there is a transgression, the law will be there and demand God's wrath. The law is there and demands God wrath. But God has done something so special. He says, uh, we don't need uh, to look at the law now because uh, I have now loved you as you are. I've given you time to accept this love. And when you accept that love, trust me, you begin now to look at yourself to say, I can't do this to this one who loves me that deeply to, to, to continue uh, uh, living as, as if I belong to the world. I want to live as I belong to him. So that's where the transformation begins to change here. Now, notice that Paul uses the word transgression. Technically, so that it is uh, distinguished from sin. Sin simply means missing the mark. Transgression is defined as the violation of a revealed command, which means that the Jews who had the written law had even greater responsibility for their sins, as great as, as, as great a need to be served from God's wrath and justified by faith. So transgression and sin are two different things here. Now Paul goes deeper into Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to 17. That is, um, uh, uh, he talks about offsprings. That is why it depends on faith. So we begin to understand that, uh, you know, um, the, 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 the law, if we just hold on to the law without God, then we're going to fail. So we need to understand our relationship with God is totally dependent on faith. We come to God by faith. We stay with God 
in faith and we are sustained by faith in God. So faith is the beginning and faith is how we end this battle, how we end this journey, how we end, uh, uh, you know, living on this earth. So faith is very crucial. Faith in God is very crucial. It's unfortunately we've used faith um, by by uh, um, uh, f for obtaining things from God, not to fall in love with God. And we need to switch it up because the Bible is very clear. As much as we love God, God is going to do what he's going to shower us with his blessings. But the key here is to fall in love for who he is and for what he is and for what he has done for us. We're going to go now and look at uh, what Paul begins to talk about, uh, the offspring. He begins to talk about the offspring here. He says, uh, in God's sight, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He's talking about Abraham here. He believed in God. Abraham believed in God, who gives life to the dead and calls things into existence that did not exist. The word offspring, I just want us to, by the way, let's go to Romans chapter 4, verse 16, sorry, to 17. It says, uh, so the promises is received by faith. Every promises from God is received by faith. And then it says, um, it is given as a free gift. Every promises from God is given as a free gift. There is no hidden agenda. And it says that uh, we are all Satan to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law or of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in, in, in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. And then he continues on, even though when they were, was, they, there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Now, you have to understand, when God told Abraham, you will be the father of many nations, it did not happen right there and right now. And that is where we need to understand when we talk about faith. Just because you have faith or God has promised things, it doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. You got to stay the course. You got to love God. You got to live with God. So it talks about, um, you know, uh, in Romans, it, it talks about um, us being the offspring of Abraham. Our model of faith uh, is uh, to model around Abraham. How Abraham uh, 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 trusted God. How he hoped in the words of God. So the word offspring translates in the Greek uh, 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 sperma. Uh, 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 is a word that is important in both Genesis, in Genesis promises, passages, uh, and also in, uh, in Paul's Romans as well. Because uh, these are very important words that uh, 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 we need to understand. So Romans 9, I just want to look at Romans chapter 9 verse 7. 
Being descendants or offsprings of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For scripture say, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted, though Abraham had other children too. So just talking about offspring, we are the offspring of Abraham. We are the offsprings of Abraham's seed. Meaning we are to operate or we are to follow God by faith. We look at Abraham. When you, when you, when you look at Abraham, look at uh, how faithful he was. And look at uh, how he put faith in God. And how he kept hoping for the things to come to pass. So th- Abraham became a model of our faith. He became that model that we need to look, to look at and to look for. So we are the offspring. The word offspring or seed, as the Bible says, we are the seed of Abraham, of the offspring of, 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 of Abraham, um, uh, uh, usually refers to one's physical descendants. But Paul gives that notion of spiritual significance where Abraham has been cited as the father of all believers. Abraham is the father of all believers. In, a, in, a, in a Romans uh, 4 verse 11 says, uh, uh, Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was uh, circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised. But only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. What was this kind of faith that Abraham had? Abraham trusted God even before he could see what he was trusting God for. So we are the offspring. We are the seed of Abraham. So the word offspring or seed usually refers to one's physical descendant. But Paul gives the notion a spiritual significance where Abraham has been cited as the father of all believers. At the end of Romans 4 verse 16, Paul specifies the two groups that make up this spiritual seed of Abraham. Let's look at that. 16, he says this, So the promises is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, or if we have, uh, we have faith like Abraham. For Abraham... Is the father of all who believe. So whether you you follow the law or you don't follow the law, as long as you have this kind of faith, what kind of faith? The faith of putting you, you know, trusting God in your life. Uh, you will receive the gift, the gift of salvation. Uh, you will receive that gift. So. At the end of uh, Romans 4 verse 16, Paul specifies the two groups that make up the spiritual seed of Abraham. Those who are of the law and those who are of the faith of Abraham. Us who have come to God. Remember Paul has talked about being grafted into the family of God. Us who have come to God through you know, being grafted in. And uh, the Jewish people who has come to God being uh, 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 because of being a seed of Abraham. Um, Abraham or whatever, we all receive what? We all receive uh, 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 um, uh, the, seed, the, the gift of Abraham. We all receive the benefit of Abraham. 
by Paul saying it that way, Paul might be indicating that he is thinking of uh, both the Jews generally and those of the law and Gentile believers. It is true that in Romans chapter 9 to 11, Paul considers Israel as still all beneficially of God's promises. And there is no doubt about that. By the way, let me just throw this out to you. The church is not the new Israel. Israel is Israel. There's so many, we can debate that, but I just want to point out that way. But in the present context, his concern, Paul's concern was to show that the promises of Abraham is valid for all believers. Now, let's look at uh, the purpose of the law because um, it brings a lot of uh, discussion, a lot of question when we look at uh, faith, the law, faith, the law. I don't need the law. I, I, I have faith, but um, you have faith and uh, you can't obey the instructions of God. And, and then uh, you have the law, but you don't leave faithful to God. So let's balance out this. Uh, what was the purpose of the law? The purpose of the law uh, 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 is not to bring us to salvation, and it was not to bring righteousness to us, and it is not the cause of sin as well, but it is like a, a mirror which shows us where we really are sinners without Christ. James uh, chapter 1 verse 23 to 25 uh, actually puts it very clear uh, uh, for us. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. And then he continues on, you see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So here... Um, uh, Paul is just talking about uh, the importance of the law as well. Uh, it doesn't bring sin, but it shows us what sin is. But it doesn't bring us to salvation. So here is uh, the law produces uh, conviction of sin. Paul outlines that in um, Romans chapter 7 verse uh, 7. And you can go into uh, 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 13 there. Let's just look at this. It says, uh, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. That is why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please uh, God. But if you are not controlled by your sinful nature, you are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you as even though your body will die because of sin. The Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by, by this same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers, and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature ages you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if you, uh, but if if through the power of the Spirit you put to date the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So Paul is just laying it down that the law produces conv conviction. And the law also convicts us of the deceitfulness of sin. Also, 
the law points or leads us to Jesus Christ. That was the intention. There was always something greater and something bigger that God was working on. So the law is not bad. The law does not give us a sin. The law is, it just points us to where we miss. It just points us to, you know, this is where sin is. It's like a mirror. So the law of God also revealed to us a sin. It just gives us the revelation, but it doesn't do much after that. It doesn't bring you healing. It doesn't give you hope because all it shows you is the wrath. That's why Paul now is talking about faith here. Uh, so the purpose or meaning of the law for unbelievers is that it reveals what sin is. So that, that is not bad at all. If the Lord's goal was to just reveal what sin is, there is nothing wrong with, 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 with it at all. Sin, now we got to understand sin. What is sin? So sin is simply missing the mark. Is simply missing the mark. But the law of God, which is Torah or God's instruction, is God's instruction that helps us to hit the mark. So the law is um, <clears throat> here. Sin is uh, missing the mark. So you miss the mark with the sin. While uh, the law of God is uh, actually a... Um, a tool that God set up to help us hit the mark, but it was still difficult. So to show us how sinful we are, the law is what it, what's his job is. It shows us how sinful we are. So the law uh, uh, isn't bad. The law cannot bring us unto salvation. The law isn't like a done, done, done away with it. Because it's still to this day, it will show you how short you fall from the grace that God has provided. The functioning of the law is to show us where we go wrong. Because of the law, we know that we are helpless sinners and that we must come to Jesus for mercy. That was the purpose of the law. The law was not there to bring us again to salvation. So the and uh, uh, Paul in Romans chapter one verse eighteen uh, to thirty two, as well as in uh, chapter three to nine, uh, uh, he writes that all people are unrighteous. All people are unrighteous and under God's wrath. That's what Paul says. He says all have have sinned. Also in Romans three verse twenty three. He emphasizes that all who have sinned and fall short of the glory of God miss the mark. We've all missed the mark. So when we look at the law of God, the instructions of God, you know why people don't like it? Because it really shows us how far we are from God. And if you want to gauge yourself how far you are, you know, you are, uh, uh, then you look at the law. But uh, it says that uh, all have sinned. All have sinned equals what? Condemnation. Condemnation equals what? Eternal death. But what can turn this around is the righteousness of God and not self-righteousness. Paul talks about uh, the unrighteousness of all people. And uh, in the book of Romans, he shares with us that all mankind are unrighteous. The law can't make us right with God. Keeping or observing the law can make us in right standing with God. The law isn't bad. The law isn't done away with. 
But what Paul is trying to tell us is that there is something better that can put us into right standing with God. He shares in Romans chapter 1 verse 18 where he talks about uh, the unrighteousness of all man. Also in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, he emphasizes that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, missed the mark. Sin is simply missing the mark. And uh, all have sinned, he calls condemnation and he calls uh, eternal death. So what can turn this around, according to Paul, he says, uh, is the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God imputed into us by, by us putting our faith in the sacrifice of uh, God, which is Jesus Christ, and not self-righteousness. Self-righteousness, Paul shares, he says, uh, it can make us right with God. Uh, our works cannot make us right with God. Our deeds cannot make us right with God. Now, we got to get it right here. Paul is not saying you don't have to do good deeds. Paul is not saying you, you don't have to do all those things. He's just sharing with us exactly what puts us in right standing with God. Now, uh, and then he talks about how we can obtain God's righteousness. He says, uh, it is not through good works. Good, work th good works are good, but good works won't make us right with God. Uh, uh, it may please our Father, but it, may, it won't make us right with God. Uh, 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 and uh, keeping the law won't make us right with God. It is by faith. So righteousness is by faith. Righteousness is obtained by faith. He writes in Romans chapter 3, verse 21 to 23, here's what he says. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who you are. You become right in right standing with God by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. He continues on also in Romans chapter 3 verse 28. He writes that we, we, for we conclude that a man is justified, justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Righteousness is obtained by faith in the Messiah and not through the law or the works. The righteous, and then he, he continues on and he says that the righteous will live by faith. So we are served by faith. We are we come into this, you know, into the family of God by faith, and faith is what sustains us. And Paul, he goes in there and he says that the righteous will live by faith. Romans chapter one, verse sixteen to seventeen, he says the righteous will live by faith. Galatians chapter three, verse eleven says what the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter ten, verse thirty-eight says what the just shall live by faith. So that's an emphasis that. Paul was making that we live by, by, by faith with God. We live by faith in God. We come to faith. Uh, uh, we come to faith to faith 
by faith or through faith by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. So that was what Paul was talking about. So we got to understand that Paul was not doing away with the law. The law was not done away with. The law was not bad. The law shows us how far we may have fallen from God, but God has provided us the grace uh, of salvation by us putting our faith in Jesus Christ. So we'll continue on uh, in our next segment when we talk about our righteousness by faith confirmed by the Old Testament. Even the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, also we need to know that it was emphasized that um, we uh, that the people were, were to be made right with God only by faith, not by their sacrifice of, um, of, of blood, not by their sacrifice of their works, but by faith in God. So that's what we're going to pick up next week. Thank you so much for joining. I hope these uh, teachings are being a blessing to you. If they do, please uh, email us live at kazumbachows.com. We want to hear from you and how these materials are helping you. Remember, when you believe right, you will stand, you, you, you will do what is right. And when you do what is right, you will glorify God because that is what he intends our lives to do, to, glory, to bring glory to him, to bring honor to him through everything that we do. I just want, before I leave, I just want to pray for those who are not feeling well, you are not well. We just declare the healing power of God. For those who are believing God for something big to happen in your life, we declare in the name of Jesus, receive it in Jesus' name. And for those who desire to know God, even in the depth, we pray that the Lord will give you the passion and the desire to know Him more and more and to help you grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory. God bless you and see you next time. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.